This time on Past Deadline, this week's news in 60 seconds, and a conversation with Associate Editor Michael Livingston on executive searches, this week's cover story. I'm your host, Podcast Editor Ben Ackley, and this is Past Deadline, your behind-the-scenes look at Central Michigan life. Here's this week's news in 60 seconds. In an update to last week's story, Provost Mary Scutton announced Tuesday that students will not receive a spring break during the spring 2021 semester. Instead, there will be five wellness days of no classes throughout the semester. At the September 29th Academic Senate meeting, Provost Mary Scutton announced university officials are working to reopen performance venues on campus. This follows Governor Whitmer's executive order that would allow theaters and performing arts centers to reopen October 9th at reduced capacity. Outside the Park Library sits the multicultural Greek Rock, a landmark for historically black fraternities and sororities on campus. The organizations use the rock to promote messages they're passionate about. Most recently, hashtag BLM for the Black Lives Matter movement. Soon after painting the rock as a group, the National Panhellenic Council was frustrated to see the rock vandalized in bright yellow spray paint with the words cop killer. It has been continually vandalized since June. There have been no efforts by President Davies or other organizations to find out who is continually vandalizing the rock. Up next, I talk to Associate Editor Michael Livingston about executive searches, this week's cover story. I'm here with Associate Editor Michael Livingston, who wrote this week's cover story along with Courtney Pedersen. Michael, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. No problem, Ben. Good to see you again. All right. So first off, can you just tell the people a little bit about what this story was about? Sure. This all started uh, way back last year before COVID, before we all went into lockdown. Um, me, Courtney, um, our old editor, Sarah, and Brendan, who, um, it, you know, those two have uh, fallen off the team, but we decided after writing so many um, briefs and stories about new administrators getting hired, it raised some questions of, well, how does this work? How much does it cost us to get personnel on campus to get really high administrative positions filled in a timely manner, um, in a cost-efficient way? And we, those questions are kind of what sparked the story. All right. And uh, the, the way that they filled these high-level positions is with something called a search, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what is a search? I mean, it's exactly how it sounds. It's simply just uh, using uh, a committee, a team of um, faculty, uh, administrators, sometimes even students um, on campus to eventually work with a search firm to bring in a, uh, a new administrator. And that's someone who may be looking for a position or someone that's already in a position. Um, and it's, it's basically just going through the process and um, getting someone in here as quickly as possible. So every time you hear, um, you know, so-and-so retired, someone-so resigned, so-and-so is stepping down or moving to a new location, the search process starts pretty soon after that. Okay. And, and you mentioned in that process a search firm. Could you explain what a search firm is? 
Yes. And, and that is the kind of the big money question uh, that comes into play here because uh, executive search firms are used um, in the corporate world in, in virtually every aspect. It, it could be not only a university, but a, a huge corporation or um, any, any place that has pretty high level executive senior officer positions. Um, some search firms are specific to academia. Um, others are specific to maybe athletics or, um, you know, science and engineering corporations. It, it, it's all across the board. Um, but when it comes to the search firms that we use at the university, their job is to basically whittle down the pool of candidates, the pool of possible people we could have at the university and go through all that hard work to present the finalist to the search committee, which like I said, is made up of uh, university personnel. And that can be really expensive, um, especially when it comes down to getting the uh, candidates out to campus to tour it, to get them in a hotel, to get them food, you know, things like that as they're going through this extensive hiring process. And of course they have their just general fees too. And that can be upwards of tens of thousands of dollars. Um, over the past five years, um, Central Michigan University has spent over $2 million um, hiring uh, high-level administrators using that method of hiring search firms. So if it's such an expensive method, what's the university's reasoning for using search firms in the first place as opposed to working internally? Yeah, uh, I, the people we interviewed brought up some pretty important points. Um, John Vallee, who, who is um, now our new person in university communications um, and marketing, had a good point about it just being a display of professionalism. I mean, using a search firm is a national standard uh, when it comes to any university. Um, and he said, actually, he, would, he wouldn't even have come to CMU if he wasn't being um, kind of going through that search firm process. Uh, Another reason would be timeliness. I mean, um, a search firm will bring in a candidate, uh, a finalist, a lot quicker than a um, if the university was trying tried to lead that whole experience by themselves. Um, another factor is it is cost efficient in an investment sort of way. Um, a administrator hired by a search firm or hired through a search firm is much more likely to stay with the university longer than someone who didn't. Um, we saw that with um, CMU's uh, old athletic director, uh, Michael Alford, who wasn't hired through a search firm and only stuck around for two and a half, three years. Um, now with our, our new athletic director, Amy Fullen, the, um, I suppose the, uh, the guess would be she's going to stick around longer um, because she went through that process. So there's a couple different reasons why universities use that method. All right. Um, so we know that they can be expensive, but they can pay dividends. Um, what positions does the university usually use a search firm to fill? Well, like I, like I keep saying, these are high level executive 
positions. These are your vice presidents, your presidents, your provosts, uh, deans, sometimes associate deans. Um, you know, it's the, the university isn't going to go through a search firm process to hire every professor, every, um, you know, facilities management person or whatever it may be. This is a practice that's used to fill those um, positions of people that are overseeing everything at the university. Um, like I said, it's, it's those higher ups, those senior officers. Uh, has there been much of a difference to the search product to the search process during uh, COVID? Yeah, I mean, um, when we interviewed Provost Scott, and she raised some pretty important questions, like the those costs of getting people out here to tour the campus, those in person things, are not really happening anymore. And you know, there's going to be a couple more interviews over Zoom. There's going to be a couple more bills that don't have to come back to the university because of this stuff. And that could potentially save thousands of dollars. Of course, those, that big cost um, of the search firms to do their job and to whittle down the, the pool of candidates is going to be there still. Um, and unfortunately, that is the biggest cost. But those, those smaller things, the airfare, the, the meals, the getting, getting a place for someone to stay, um, those costs could see a decrease in the next few years if the university decides to stick with the practice um, and the health and safety guidelines that COVID-19 has put in place. Do you anticipate that happening? That's a good question. Um, that kind of goes along with the conversation about, um, you know, what lasting effect the pandemic would leave, um, such as, are we going to always have options for online classes? Um, you know, our meetings always going to be conducted over Zoom now. Um, you know, I can't really answer that for you. Um, there's certainly benefits to um, being able to interview someone in person, get them out to campus, even though that they won't necessarily be hired. I mean, the open forums was another thing that was missing uh, through the search process. Students most likely would have an opportunity to question the candidate that could possibly be hired. And, and that, that wasn't the case this time around. So there's a few things that would be missing from that. And I'm sure the university is looking into that as well and weighing the pros and cons. So overall with this story, why do you think that your fellow CMU students should care? They should care because these are the people that are overseeing our university. Um, you know, it, you may have a really unique connection to a professor, but the day-to-day -day goings on of this university uh, comes back to these people that are in these high um, administrative and uh, senior officer positions. And you should know how they get hired. You should know how um, and how much money it costs to get them here. Um, you should know why we have to go through this extensive search firm process. You should know how COVID-19 has affected it. Um, and you should know when the university puts out these releases, oh, we're going through, we started the search process. You should know what that means. You should know down to the T what that means. And uh, hopefully Courtney and I's piece um, answer those questions for you. Yeah. If you have more questions about this, uh, or if you want to dive deeper into the numbers on this story, you can find this week's issue of CM Life. This is the cover story that we've just talked about. I want to thank you very much, Michael, for coming on the show today. No problem, dude. See yeah. you on Soundcheck. I'll see you on Soundcheck. Check us out over there. Uh, having 
relatively more interesting conversations. <laughs> You've been listening to Past Deadline, a production of the CM Life Podcast Division. Every story referenced in this episode can be found at our website, cm-life.com. To keep up with us, follow us on social media at Central Michigan Life on Instagram, at CM Life on Twitter, or follow the Central Michigan Life Facebook page. I've been your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this has been Past Deadline. Until next week, so long and stay informed. <laughs>